Well, it is so good to have you here this morning, and if you are a guest, welcome to Hunter's Glen. My name is Jason Atchley. I have the great privilege to serve as pastor here, and so we want to welcome you and thank you for making worship a part of your Christmas Eve time with your family today. If you have a copy of God's Word in print or digital form, you can take it and join me in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1, just for a moment, as we think about our presence and His presence. Later today, or perhaps tomorrow morning, all depending on your family's traditions and timings and the things that happen in your home, you will open your Christmas presents. The items that you have placed on your Christmas tree and under your tree and the list that you gave to your children or to your parents are now at the very forefront of your mind as you have walked by and scoped out the size and the feel of every box, wondering what is inside. It's easy, I think, my friends, in the chaos of Christmas to get wrapped up in our presence and forget about his presence. In the busyness of Christmas, it can feel like we exchange the presence of God for a temporal present from a friend or a loved one. Great author, theologian C.S. Lewis wrote in his book, The Letters to Malcolm, he said these words, we may ignore, but we can nowhere evade the presence of God. The world is crowded with him. He walks everywhere incognito, and the incognito is not always hard to penetrate. The real labor is to remember, and listen to what he says, to attend. In fact, it is to come awake. And so in this moment, in the stillness of the busyness to come in your day today and tomorrow, in the moment and in this Christmas, I pray that you will come awake to the presence of God. Would you stand in honor of reading God's word together? Matthew chapter one, beginning in verse 18. We're gonna read through verse 25, and the words are on the screen for us. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. 
but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated for just a moment. You know, in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew begins with God's presence, as we just read, being born into the world, in the darkness of the world, not just because it was at nighttime, but because the world was quite dark with the struggles of the day. In chapter 1 of verse 23, we read that Emmanuel, God with us, comes into the presence of the world. And Matthew would end his gospel in a very interesting way and some similarities. He would end it with the promise of God's continued presence in the world. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, Jesus says, and I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is saying that he is truly Emmanuel forever, not just at Christmas time, not just during his ministry years on planet Earth. No, he is Emmanuel for all time. Brandon Crow wrote a book called What Does God's Presence Imply? And here's what he said. Crow says, Jesus is the fulfillment of God's covenant presence with his people in a way that transcends the presence of any created being. Jesus is always with us as the divine Emmanuel. And so because of this promise, we can then experience his presence long after all the presents have been opened. We can experience his presence long after the Christmas season has come and gone. Your tree is taken down and stored. Your lights removed from your home until another year to put them back up. There all the things have come and gone. Jesus is still present. Present even in the midst of problems and pain. And so one thought this morning, and you find uh, uh, some blanks in your worship guide this morning is just a, a brief word, a note to take, and that is Emmanuel's presence sympathizes with your present. What do I mean by that? Maybe Christmas this year is not about what pre presence that you receive, but simply what you are living through presently. Maybe it has nothing to do with the presence and the gifts that you receive, but it's about the circumstances of your life presently in this moment. Maybe 23 has been a difficult year. Maybe it's not about gift giving, but it is about surviving your present circumstances. Hoping the new year brings better days for you and your family. There's good news today, God is with you. Emmanuel's presence can impact your present. The present moments that you face. Maybe this Christmas is a struggle. Maybe this Christmas is quiet. Maybe this Christmas is joyful and loud. Maybe this Christmas is traveling. Maybe this Christmas hard. 
Because God is Emmanuel beyond the Christmas season, we know that he can relate to our experiences in all things at all times. There was an article that was written called The Divine Symphony at Christmas. Kent Hughes wrote this article and he illustrates this idea of the Emmanuel and his presence sympathizing with our present circumstances by saying these words. Consider the implication of Christ's astounding capacity for sympathy and understanding. His instrument, so to speak, was the same as ours. It is a fact that if you have two in-tune pianos in the same room and a note is struck on one, the same note will gently respond on the other, though not touched by another person's hand. This is called sympathetic resonance. Christ's instrument, church, His humanity was like ours in a way, except he had no sin. And when a chord is struck in our weaknesses, when a chord is struck in our difficulties, the moments of our human heart, it resonates in the heart of Emmanuel. The sympathetic resonance of Jesus. There is no note of human experience, Hugh says, that does not play at Christ's as well. Hebrews chapter four, verse 15 says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize in our weaknesses. He has an unequaled capacity for sympathy. It goes far beyond intellectual understanding. Jesus does not just imagine how his children feel. Jesus feels how his children feel. That's Christmas. You won't find Emmanuel's presence under the tree with all the other presents at your home. You find it in your heart and in your soul when you exchange your grief and disappointment with the divine intervention into your present situation. He cares, he hears, and the word of God tells us he is here with us all year long. God is present in all things, even in the silence. Even if your home is quiet this year. Jesus came not to bring a message of great joy for all the earth, but to offer his presence for all people. Not just joy for everyone, but his presence for everyone. And so this Christmas we celebrate how God kept his promise to dwell among us, to forever be present with us, but even more so, we celebrate his continual presence in our lives today, Christmas Day tomorrow, New Year's Day to come, and into the entire year of 2024.
Let me pray for us this morning. Father, I thank you that you are a God who sympathizes with the presence of our circumstances. And I know in a room this large, in a crowd this size, there are those here today, Father, whose Christmas is going to be different. Struggle, quiet, wrestling with the darkness of this world, the pain and problems that we all experience. God, for others, it'll be a time of joy, a time of celebration. And so, Father, may we be reminded that Emmanuel, God with us, is with us in all circumstances, every day, even after Christmas is over. So as you pray where you're at, in just a moment, we're going to stand and sing and prepare to receive the elements of the Lord's Supper. And maybe today you would say, Pastor, my present situation is struggle and darkness and difficult. I want to receive the divine in my life. If that's you today, in a moment when we stand, if you will, just make your way right outside the the back doors and some wonderful counselors and folks at our area called Next Steps are ready to receive you there this morning. Maybe you just want to pray with someone. Our our staff is going to be just seated across the front here, and they would love the opportunity to pray with you and encourage you in this Christmas Eve Sunday. Maybe you're looking for a church home and you just found your way into Hunter's Glen today. We welcome you. And any decision that you might make today, we encourage you to make your way to the back area in the foyer at the next steps to help you understand what it means to be a church member, what it means to give your life to Jesus, the purpose and reason, the calling of baptism. My friends, it's easy to come to a service like this, check it off your list and go about your day, but let's make sure we're intentional in recognizing and 